We didn't even know how to pronounce the place, so why the heck would we even choose to stay here? And quite frankly, I thought I'd made a mistake until we arrived. We'll also share all the things to do here, the price we paid, and at the end, we'll reveal a hidden gem that we think you really want to see in Body Ferry. You're not going to want to miss this one. Welcome back to Finding Genuary, where we share our experiences as full-time travelers and the connections we make along the way. If you're new here, hi, I'm Judy. And I'm Kevin. Welcome. So how do you pronounce it? Is it Browdy Fairy, Broddy Fairy? We were debating earlier today. Broody Fairy, Browdy Fairy? Brotty. Brotty. Just imagine B-R-O-T-T-Y. Brotty. First off, the people here are incredibly friendly. I'd almost say that in the six months we've been traveling, they are the friendliest people that we've met, beginning on the train to Brody Ferry. When we told the conductor we were coming to Brody Ferry, he said, oh, that's lovely, I wish I could do that. <laughs> the train station here is small, but it's so convenient. It's only about a five or six minute walk from where we are in our Airbnb. It's central in the town, and you can get to other places like Dundee within just seven minutes. We've been to the train station and used it quite a bit to travel around different areas of Scotland. We also got a two-together train pass, which allows us to get discounts on our rides. It's also the oldest railway station in all of Scotland, still in operation. It's a very historic town. Now we're on our way to find our Airbnb. I hear rumor it's just a seven-minute walk. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Okay. This town has a ton of small shops with cute names like Bertie's Barbershop, the Cat's Pajamas, the Book House, Fairy Potty, Sweet Pea, you get the idea. What we didn't expect is that you need reservations everywhere. The coffee shops, the pubs, the restaurants. We had no idea that this unassuming little town would be such a booming place. We didn't know this until we were almost ready to leave, but the area is over 400 million years old, and there are remains from the woolly mammoths here. We discovered this when we finally visited Brody Castle, which took us the whole time we were here, so last couple days. It's a pretty cool place. It's got four floors of museums. It was built in 1490 and includes an art museum, kids interactive area, a timeline of events, military regalia, and even more. Best of all, most of Scotland's museums, art galleries, and other attractions are all free. But donations are welcome. We're wondering if you're fans of museums and art. When you travel, do you stop at those places? Let us know in the comments. Who's your little buddy down there? It's the little dog. <laughs> Somebody I should know about? <laughs> this is such a great town to walk in. We walked a lot here. We love stopping by Eduardo Alessandro Studios and seeing their art exhibits that are part of their window display that changes all the time. Our most favorite walk is along the shoreline. There's always friendly people saying hello to us. Enjoying our morning walks? Yes, it's absolutely energizing and super positive and I just love doing it. Being so close to nature and having this great walking path, it's the best. And plenty of people hang out on the beach and swim. Let's just say it's under 10 degrees here Celsius, uh, in the 40s somewhere. 
and they're just happily going in the water. Which is crazy to us because we're often wearing our winter coats. What's really nice about it, there's a dedicated walking and biking path so you don't have to compete with each other. One of the first things that we did here was to visit Dundee. Kevin has a friend here and he took us around to explore the city. Chris drove us, but otherwise it's a seven minute train ride to Dundee and there are buses that also go between Roddy Ferry and Dundee. Dundee has got penguins all over it because of that ship. The walled city has been around since 1545. Chris also generously took us to Tensmere Forest which was about a 40-minute drive from Brody Ferry. It's thousands of years old and has forest trails. You can follow sand dunes and take you to the coastline. You need to stay to the sand. I say out of the sand, I mean. <laughs> so you go down. Well, it's flooded sometimes, like we ended up bumping into, and we couldn't really get to the coastline. This is the way to the beach, huh? This is misleading. This is challenging, Chris. But it was still a peaceful and calming walk nonetheless. We love a city that's focused on art. And it's very cool that there are statues everywhere. Yeah, Dundee has a bunch of statues of cartoon characters from DC Thompson, such as Desperate Dan or Willie, who is using a pea shooter against the statue of the famous poet Robert Burns. And of course, thanks to the ship RRS Discovery's first ever mission to Antarctica, there's a penguin display. There's even a statue to commemorate the time in 1878 when a live polar bear escaped outside a shop. The next stop was the McManus, Dundee's art gallery and museum. It's in a Gothic revival style building and it includes a bunch of local history, including about jute manufacturing, fine art, comics, and history from 400 million years ago. And there's also art from European old masters as well. As a bonus, our friends Chris and Jenny got us tickets, VIP tickets actually, to a new exhibit that was opening up at the Contemporary Arts Museum in Dundee. We got to spend 30 minutes with the artist Zineb Zadira. Her multi-room exhibit, Can't You See the Seed Changing, was fascinating with its lighthouse images, shipwrecks, and storytelling. And if you missed it, she was saying this is actually a mock-up of her art studio, so this is exactly as it is. We would have liked to have explored Dundee a little bit more, but hopefully this at least scratches the surface and lets you know some of the many things that you can do once you get here. We've been to Scotland on a couple of other occasions, and we absolutely love Edinburgh, which is usually our home base. However, for in a month, it's way too expensive, and Brody Ferry was one of the most affordable places we could find. But on this trip to Scotland, we did manage to bookend it and travel to Edinburgh at the beginning and we'll be there at the end too. With another video coming up about that, so subscribe if you haven't. Thankfully, we have friends in all the major cities in Scotland. So when we wanted to go to Glasgow, it was easy enough to call up James and say, hey, can you give us a little tour of the city? And he said yes. Like the rest of Scotland, Glasgow has excellent train service, so it only took us about 45 minutes to get there. And they also have a subway system, which made it easy to get out to my friend's house. It's also very bicycle friendly and a university town. This is Scotland, and it was raining off and on while we were in Glasgow. It wasn't bad rain, it was just enough to make sure that we had to duck into places once in a while, like the botanical gardens. Which were lovely, and along with many other things, uh, it was free. So it was easy to pop in and view all of the lovely flowers and plants. 
Now typically this place is used for the warmth of it. <laughs> when they're cold and walking around, they say, you know, we just duck in here, warm up for a little bit. We also got to visit the University of Glasgow, which is where our friends had attended college. It's like a page out of Harry Potter. You have to get good grades to get in there, but all the universities in Scotland are free to attend if you are residents of Scotland. We also made time to stop in at Kelvin Grove Art Gallery and Museum. And we got to see Salvador Dali's controversial and much celebrated Christ of St. John of the Cross, which is valued at over $60 million. And if you're a fan of Impressionists, there are paintings by Rubens, Monet, Paul Gauguin, Van Gogh, Picasso, Cezanne, Renoir, and Matisse. We can't tell you how many times people who've heard about where we were traveling said we must go and visit St. Andrews while we're in Scotland. Thankfully, there was a train, but it didn't go right to St. Andrews. So we got to Lukers, which is close by. And then there's a bus station right off the train station. It has a beautiful touch display, allowed us to pick the bus we wanted to go on. There was almost no delay getting off the train, getting on the bus, and getting over to St. Andrews. There's also a taxi stand right there, and there were taxis waiting. But if you can take a bus, it's tap to pay and everything else. You don't have to buy bus tickets in advance. We highly recommend it. They're great buses. And it was Thank cheap. You. Although this is a huge golf town, and its old course, golf course, is world famous, we skipped that in favor of touring with a guide all the historical sites of the city. Its grounds are stunning and peaceful, and it's the oldest English-speaking university in Scotland. It's where Prince William and Kate Middleton met and went to university. This is one of the hardest universities to get into full stop anywhere. Our guide was very opinionated and very informative about everything. He took us along the coastline, which is breathtaking. And there's a cathedral there, which was built between 1158 and 1318. It's in ruins now, but it's still amazing to see. Pilgrims came here in droves to see the remains of St. Andrew, one of the 12 original apostles, but it's also the time of the Black Death, so pilgrims had to be monitored for disease before they could enter the walled city. This tiny gate is actually where they would allow the pilgrims to enter, and it was very well guarded. Of course, it wouldn't be Scotland if it didn't have a castle. It was built in 1200, but it belonged to the Archbishop. Structurally, it's not in great shape and is closed right now. The harbor is still in use, but at a much smaller scale. There are about a dozen fishing vessels that bring in shellfish, and there are some pleasure boats as well. But in its heyday, there was over 50 vessels that used to dock here. There also were people swimming on the cold day we visited. He said, that's a swimming pool. It's what it's meant for, and while we were there, there were people going in with skimpy bathing suits on. I'm sorry, he said it was zero Celsius, 32 degrees water. No, no thank you. It's a magnificent town to stroll and explore. Lots of nice little shops and restaurants and places to visit. One of the places you need to stop is Jeanette's Gelateria. It's family owned and was built in 1908 and is world famous for its delicious gelato and pastries. 
So I don't know what we were thinking, but when I made this reservation for mid-April to through mid-May, I thought the weather would be a little more spring-like. <laughs> and, and I think people think that it actually is, but I'm here to tell you, we wore heavy winter jackets most of the time we were here, and it rained a couple of times nearly every week. It was cold enough that we had the heater on in our apartment, and the Airbnb owner, when he walked in, he's like, ooh, it's hot in here. We were freezing. <laughs> we were freezing. So let's talk about food. If you are a seafood lover, you are going to get the freshest seafood possible when you come here. What's on the menu? Homemade Cullen skink, which is made with haddock and cream and some chives and then a malted bread to go with it. Mmm. Oh. Potatoes, really tasty. In the dedicated fish and chip shops, there was no seating, so they expect you to take it with you. There are benches all over the shoreline, which makes it really nice to sit outside and just enjoy the sun when the days allow there to be sun. And the fish and chips are often handy to walk down to the Tay and just sit there and enjoy your meal. If you're a dessert person, there is a delicious sticky toffee pudding with ice cream. You can see the steam coming off of it. I know, it's really hot. <laughs> and Indian food is the UK's spicy food of choice. When you're not getting bar food, you get Indian food. And Brody Ferry has two authentic Indian restaurants. One of the places that we went to when we were in Dundee is Nando's. And it's sort of a fast food, sort of sit-down Portuguese chicken restaurant, originally from South Africa. And since it's legendary in the UK, we had to try their signature peri-peri chicken, which was quite delicious. The hidden gem that we had talked about earlier is a little place called Iced Gems. And it is the cutest, homiest little bakery cafe you'll ever visit. The cappuccinos were wonderful. And for those of you who donated cappuccinos to us, this is where we drank them. Thank you so much for that. But let's not kid ourselves. We came here also for the scones, which are fresh baked daily. And the shop owner, Nikki, has unique varieties every day. Uh, cappuccino is delicious and hot with a little bit of chocolate sprinkle on top. There is the cutest little cookie that comes with it. Uh, and their scones are incredible. Uh, today's is with almonds and mixed berries and clotted cream and jam. And I have a cherry one with just jam. I'm skipping the clotted cream. And every so often, Judy was pushing me to take one home just in case I wanted to have it later in the day. They were so delicious. The decor is adorable. People make reservations to get in, but we fortunately were always able to get a seat when we arrived. This is the place not to miss. Fellow customers got to know us and welcomed us, and we shared laughs there every day. And if you're a dog lover, you could take your dogs in there, and they have little treats for them too. So it's just one of those places where we looked forward to it every morning as our stop. So how much did we spend while we were here? To give you just an idea of some of the costs we incurred, our Airbnb for a month, which is only steps from the Firth of Tay, was $1,614.40. That's $53.81 a night, which actually was the most expensive stay that we've incurred while we've been full-time travelers. We also had use of bicycles that were in a shed in the back if, the, uh, if we wanted them. We never actually got a chance to use them. But our host was also super nice. The two together rail pass that we used was only $39. It did save us about 15 to 30% on every ticket. The train we took to Glasgow was 58 pounds. 
Trains to Dundee were only two pounds. The bus from Lucas to St. Andrews is eight pounds 60. This was one of the rare occasions where we sent our laundry out for wash and dry, and that was only 17 pounds for everything we own. We also took advantage of the haircut places in town, and my haircut was only 14 pounds. And my haircut in color was 97 pounds. And cappuccinos with a scone to share is eight pounds 40. And people actually are referring to them as scone versus scone here. Pizza was 12 pounds. We got a pepperoni pizza from Pizza Revolution. It was actually called... You want a pizza me, tough guy? <laughs> when you're going out for fish and chips, the fish costs six pound 10. And if you get the chips with it, it's called supper. So that's eight pounds 70. Our Indian food at Bombay Joe's with samosas, a glass of wine, two entrees, rice, and cappuccinos cost 65 pounds 20. And the stuffed haddock and mash, smoked salmon salad, a strong bow on tap, homemade ice cream, and a pair of cappuccinos at the lovely ship inn built in 1847 was only 49 pounds 70. We hope you get to visit here and I hope you enjoy Brody Ferry as much as we did. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give us a like. And we would love to have you subscribe if you haven't already. It really helps our channel. We're trying to grow our community and we would love to have you join us. And check out FindingGeneary.com where you can read Judy's journal, all the details about all these trips we're taking. Until next time. Until next time. Dead like, dead like. Oh, I know. <laughs> Don't lock your knees. I almost passed out a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs>